This program is brought to you by the partners of A Root Awakening International. Help others find truth. Support A Root Awakening International today. Well, tonight you are in for a special treat, a double header of sorts. Filmmaker Tim Mahoney is coming out with two new movies, one of which will be released next week. And tonight you're going to get some behind the scenes information about these two movies in a special interview with Tim Mahoney because it's the end of the sixth day. The sun is set and this is Shabbat Night Live. What a week. Shabbat Shalom, Torah fans. Welcome to Shabbat Night Live with Michael Root. Tim Mahoney has two new movies coming out, and tonight you will get a scoop on what they are all about in an exclusive interview with the filmmaker himself. But before we get to all of that, let's take a look at the astronomically and agriculturally corrected biblical Hebrew calendar. There you have it there. We are on the fourth and final Shabbat of the month of Av. It was this week in history that Yeshua talked about the sign of Jonah. And you can read all about that in event number 81, which I have right here in the Chronological Gospels. It's on page uh, 117, right here. So let's talk about these uh, new movies with Tim Mahoney, with my Tim, uh, with my co-host. <laughs> you're not Tim, you're David <laughs> Robinson. How you doing? <laughs> there is something in that cup. There is something in that cup. No, how you doing, David? <laughs> good, good Appreciate it. Yeah, so uh, there are two movies coming out, and tonight he's, uh, Tim Mahoney is going to actually uh, preview both of them. And one of them is all about his, his story himself, and it's a behind the scenes that no one has ever seen before. Mm -hmm. uh, apparently he went through a real rough patch. And uh, things about his childhood there and everything. So that one is called uh, The Journey Home. And that is really interesting. I had a chance to talk to uh, Tim a little bit before we did the interview to find out what this is all about. Mm -hmm. So he believes there's callings on all of our lives, which I think we, we'd all like to oh, yeah. you know, believe. Yeah. And uh, his story is very, very interesting because his father had failed. Uh, him as a family. So he, he recalls this time where uh, his father actually went through the house um, with an axe. So angry wow. that his, uh, I believe his, his mother was going to uh, leave the father or something like this. And dad just got so angry, he just started chopping up the house and had real, real issues mentally. mentally. And so Tim, of course, you know, going through that is... Having a, finding it very hard to believe in a God that the Bible calls your heavenly father, mm -hmm. as you can imagine, right? Right, so he's, absolutely. He's going yeah. through all of this. And so that's really interesting. So that's what the, the journey home is all about. Some very touching scenes in this movie where wow, Tim is actually... Really interesting. Yeah, he, it's, he's brought to tears. And so you get to really understand where Tim comes as a, a filmmaker and why he explains the way he, things he does in the movies. I love that. I love it when people actually give testimony of what they've been through, what God's brought them through. Um, I think that does more than anything else in the kingdom work is just telling people what God has done for you. Mm -hmm. More than quoting, you know, scripture after scripture after scripture. Tell people what God's done for you and you will win people to the Lord. Yep. And another big part of that movie is uh, Tim talks about prayer. Mm -hmm. And so as you can imagine, you go through that, mm -hmm. um, you're only lifeline to a father. Where most of us, you know, if we've had a good upbringing, we would just call dad and ask dad for advice or whatever. Well, Tim didn't have that. So for him to call up dad was... <laughs> praying and calling to heaven saying, Father, what do I do? And so, you know, if you've ever met Tim, he's, uh, he's a real gentle soul. Mm -hmm. And yeah, he, he, he thinks before he speaks and he's just really methodical about what he does. Uh, almost to a fault, you know, when, when he's editing a movie, uh, he, he wants to keep editing and editing and editing. And it's, at a certain point, you know, his folks have to say, okay, Tim, that's enough. It's, it's perfect yeah. enough. But he wants to make it perfect. He wants to make it, you know, so you get really drawn in as a viewer to his movies. And that's what I really I love. love. His work. So that's what the, the journey home is all about. Uh, and that's Tim, that's the movie that uh, uh, 
it's basically about it's Tim's autobiography about how. Now, is this going to be released in like the last one in the theater, or I mean, yeah, so exactly. So there's both of them are coming to the theaters, and uh, so we're going to be talking about when they're being released uh, tonight during the interview. So you'll see all that. Okay. Uh, Now the second movie is called Journey to Mount Sinai, parts one and two. This is really interesting. So this is about uh, where is Mount Sinai, Mm -hmm. and of course. Patterns of evidence all right. looks for the patterns in the evidence to right, see this, right. this uh, you know where Mount Sinai Actually truly is. Yeah, yeah. And so if you if you think you've seen it all with Tim's movies, uh, uh-uh. this this is wow. another whole two parter uh, that that is coming up. Yeah, I'm looking forward uh, to, to that. To talk all about that. So part one talks about the traditional site. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they'll go to uh, the Sinai Peninsula in Egypt. Okay. Which is why that is called the Sinai Peninsula, right. because it was named as such by, I believe it was uh, Constantine's mother. St. Helena. St. Right. Helena, right. Mm-hmm. That's why there's a monastery there and all that. Yeah. Fake site. A fake site. And he goes there to show this is not a fake yet. site. This right. is not it, right? So and then he goes to Mount Sinai and shows you what's there. Um, and then part two brings us to Har Harkum, the Negev, and then finally to Mount Sinai. And they actually look at six different mountains to see which one is Mount Sinai, because there's there's potentially there's six several, sites. Yeah, there's several pers- perspective sites. Right, and so he uh, he looks at those and says, okay, well, what's the evidence for this one? What's the evidence for that one? So, and, and Tim, to his you know to his credit, doesn't say, well, this then is Mount Sinai. Yeah. He just says, here's all the evidence. Here's what we found. You decide. Yeah. So that's great. So I, yeah. I love how he doesn't just tell yeah. you. He gets you to think, which is what his company is called, Thinking Man Films. Right. So if you, if you get if you ever email Tim, it's you know it, you, that's Films, the email yeah. address you get. So uh, and that's what he's all about. It's just thinking about these things. Putting the evidence out there, letting you make the right. Your own yeah, decision. not telling you what yeah. to think. Just yeah. having you like get engaged in the Bible story and mm-hmm. and think for yourself. Right. Right. So part one comes out uh, October 17 and 18 mm-hmm. of this year, and then uh, part two comes out in in February. And the first one that comes out uh, next week is his autobiography. The, the journey home. Okay. So that's the first uh, movie that comes. So you'll get a real good taste of who Tim Mahoney is. If you've never heard of Tim Mahoney, you want to know who is this guy. Um, and maybe go see some of his, you know, binge watch maybe some of his other stuff. Right. And then go and see uh, these next ones coming out. But uh, good stuff from Tim. I'm really looking forward to these. Speaking of good stuff, so David Lopez, uh, we we finished up him with him last week mm-hmm. uh, with a series on Shabbat Night Live, but he has a love gift teaching that he also donated to the ministry. I say donated because Michael likes to give stuff to folks who, who donate, donate to this ministry right. and want to give back. And so David said, you know what? I, I have a, t- a teaching I'd like to give for you to give to folks for mm-hmm. a donation. He didn't ask anything for it. So that's what this is, kingdom come. A lot of good insider information from a former Navy SEAL who... That's what David did. Mm-hmm. And he has all kinds of technological stuff that he can talk about. We'll let uh, you know the commercial do the talking on that. But before we go, you know, we want to remind folks that this is, you know, there's only four days left for this. Right. And so for a gift of $50, you get some. If you gift $100 or $300, you get some other stuff. Right. But we do this because Michael wants to give back. You're not right. buying this stuff. And it's it's not that we want to talk about this on Shabbat because we'd rather not talk about this well, on Shabbat. But yeah, we'd rather not ask for money ever. Right. It's, it's, and it's our only opportunity to watch this. And exactly. we know that lots of people watch this throughout the week. So if you are watching this on the Shabbat, forgive that. Yeah, we're not asking you to buy on Shabbat, but this is a lot of people look and see it throughout the week. Right. So we put it out on Shabbat and then you know, yeah. people will watch it during the week. Uh, but we do not want you to buy on on Shabbat. No, absolutely no. And it's not it, it's donation technically. Yeah, but some people exactly. don't like to do anything with right. money at all on right. Shabbat. And we right. get that. So. I do. so thank you in advance for your gift to the ministry. It, it helps keep this going. It does. All right. Absolutely. Okay, so get ready for a double header with a sneak peek with Tim, filmmaker Tim Mahoney. He has two new movies coming out and you'll see an exclusive interview with him about both of those in just a few minutes. Now, The Kiddish with Michael is next. Until then, take a look at this. Are the kingdoms of this world driving us to kingdom come? Former Navy SEAL David Lopez shares an enlightening perspective on what's happening on the world stage. You'll learn who the major players are, why justice seems unattainable, and how the kingdom of Yehovah wins in the end. 
how is God going to redeem this world and make this new world? He's not going to want to destroy the righteous with the wicked. We know from Abraham's discourse that he doesn't. Well, he's separating us right now off of a very simple decision. Kingdom Come with David Lopez will give you a greater understanding as to how technology and systematic crises are being used to condition your choices. This special teaching is our gift to you for supporting A Root Awakening International. We'll send you Kingdom Come with David Lopez on DVD or Blu-ray when you give a love gift donation of $50 in August. Donate $100 and we'll send you Kingdom Come plus a coffee table book containing breathtaking 19th century artwork of famous stories in the Bible. Or donate $300 and we'll send you the teaching, the Bible story coffee table book, and a decorative glass box featuring artwork of the tree of life and three vials of anointing oil, frankincense, myrrh, and Rose of Sharon. These gifts are available for a limited time from Michael Rood to thank you for your support. Make your donation today and receive the $50 gift, the $100 gift, or the $300 gift. These special gift collections are available only in August and supplies are limited. Get these exclusive thank you gifts now from Michael Rood. Call 888-766-3610. That's 888-766-3610. Or get your gifts online at monthlylovegift.com. Several years ago, I was in the land of Israel and having Sabbath dinner with a group of Messianic Jews. They brought out the Negel Vesser, the two-handled pot, and they said this prayer in Hebrew, blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who sanctified us by your commandments, commanding us concerning the washing of hands. I stopped, I said, this is exactly what Yeshua did not do. He said, this is takanot. This is a commandment that is added by the Pharisees and Yeshua said, do not follow the takanot in Maasim of the Pharisees. Don't do what they do, say you're doing it for me. Yeshua said, as often as you do this, this is what you do. You take the bread, and especially on Shabbat, we do this in remembrance of him. Barukata Yehovah Elohim Melacha Alam. Homotzi Lechem Min Haaretz. This is how Yeshua blessed the Most High, with the very blessing that Melchizedek spoke to Abraham. And Abraham, Abraham saw Yeshua's day and he rejoiced because he recognized the broken body, and Yeshua said, this is my body, which is broken for you. As often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. And then Yeshua took the cup. And he said, Baruch Atah Yehovah, Elohino Alam, Borei Pri Hagafen. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, creator of the fruit of the vine, and Yeshua said, this represents the renewed covenant in my blood. As often as you break this bread and you drink this cup and you say this prayer, you recognize that it is all about me. It is all about me and that you'll be drinking this cup with me in my Father's kingdom. Lahaim. Shabbat Shalom. Well, Shabbat Shalom to our fans. A very special night on Shabbat Night Live for many reasons. Uh, first of all, we're gonna be talking to Tim Mahoney in just a second, but Michael Rood, of course, is on the stage with us. Welcome, Michael. Oh, thank you, Scott. We have Tim Mahoney with us, and we want, I, I think I speak for thousands of people out there. We thank you for everything you've done to bring the accident home and to make sense of the whole thing. Thank you. Absolutely, wonderful research. Thank you very much, Tim. Boy, Michael, I wanna thank you too for your friendship. We've known each other, I think from even, almost from the very beginning when I started making this film, you would come down to my office because we are both located in the same area. And uh, I loved all of your passion and enthusiasm and your encouragement, you're an encourager. And I really appreciated that. So uh, God bless you, Michael. All right, great. Thank you very much, Michael. And thank you for being here, Tim. Uh, we have some exciting stuff to talk to you about. Uh, today, we're going to talk about both movies you've got coming out. One is, uh, gosh, uh, next weekend, I guess, right? 
Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, and we're very excited and kind of surprised that this film is coming out because it wasn't one that, that was on the schedule. Ah, okay. And, well, it's kind of surprising. When I saw the trailer at first, which we're going to show folks a little bit later tonight, uh, I, I was surprised to see it as well because usually, you know, your patterns of evidence movies are all about archaeology. This is a little different. Tell us about what, what inspired the journey home. You know, you've had different guests on uh, in the past that are working with the Exodus. And one of my dear friends is Dr. Leonard Moeller. And Dr. Leonard Moeller has passed away now. And I started seeing that uh, as I was making uh, these films over the course of time, uh, we were losing people. Uh, and, you know, it was so sad to see people who are healthy would get sick different things would happen to them. And I just felt very strongly that I needed to, uh, as a, uh, uh, I felt led to, to document uh, different people who had been involved, but to tell the story behind patterns of evidence. And, uh, and I just knew that, that these different people had, they, oftentimes I would go speak at some place and they would say, oh, that wasn't in your movie. I can't believe what, what, you know, all the things that were happening. Because we were seeing a pattern of evidence of God acting in our own history. And so, you know, as, as you can see it, uh, you know, I, I do believe there's something really important to, you know, to testimony. And I wanted to start to give testimony, not just from the past, because what we were looking for was, you know, patterns of evidence testifying to events of the Bible and, you know, archaeology. And, and that's what we've done in these different films. But this new film is called Patterns of Evidence, The Journey Home. And, and it's the testimony uh, that ended up becoming, you know, a testimony of the different people that worked on the film and how they saw God working in history. But then I, I got involved with uh, a friend of mine, Rick Altizer. And Rick is a director, producer. And I knew that if I was going to make this film, it's pretty hard to give yourself your own haircut, you know. And so <laughs> I decided that I needed somebody else to take this and uh, and to take this material and objectively uh, make a film. And I was also very busy with Patterns of Evidence Journey to Mount Sinai. And so at that same time, I thought, I wonder if we could get this. And I knew that we needed to get it in before we lost any, any other people. Uh, and, um, and so that's how this film came to be. Mm. is that uh, we had to do something and I felt it had to be done now. Well, like you say, it's hard to like say, give yourself your own haircut or to, you know, one of the hardest things for people to do is write their own resume. How do I talk about myself, right? So yeah. I think that's what you found. But uh, I think the premise of this is that there are callings in our lives, right? I mean, that's where you started with this, am I right? Yeah, that's correct, uh, yeah, Scott. It's a, it's a, there are callings in our life that I believe can either be answered or ignored. And um, I'm very, very, uh, you know, I'm thinking about the fact that sometimes um, there are things that are, that we don't do, you know, like, you know, we're not supposed to lie and we're not supposed to cheat. We're not supposed to, you know, the Bible, the Ten Commandments, there's these commandments, but there are also commandments of things we're supposed to do. And uh, one of the things that I really understand more than ever in the, in the last several years, is that um, Moses, you know, told the people to, to write these commands on your doorposts, you know, to teach them to your children when you're walking, you know, when you're laying down. And if you look in Psalms, there are other references, too, about the fact that God has done great things, and we're supposed to pass this on to the next generation. Well, I wouldn't know anything about the historical events of the Bible had my mother and my, you know, grandparents not passed it on mm. because, you know, you look at other families and they are, you know, completely biblically illiterate uh, because no one cares about the Bible. They don't know about this. And uh, if we look at the spiritual legacy uh, that that uh, the Israelites were supposed to have, right, and, and to teach it to their family, to the next generation, and, and I think that faith is a opportunity, uh, you know, to, to, to have a generational faith. And that is a big job. And I am more convicted and more uh, passionate about passing the faith on to the next generation than I've ever been before.
And the journey home is then got into my own personal testimony. Mm. Well, let's watch. Well, hold on, hold that thought. So you know, if you, we've mentioned your, your mom and your grandparents. Uh, your dad is curiously missing from that equation, but let's watch the trailer and maybe that'll explain a little bit. Let's take a look. For over 20 years, I've researched the Exodus. I found patterns of evidence that confirm the story and the scriptures that reveal it. But this story became personal in a way that surprised and amazed me. Growing up, my home wasn't a safe place. There's something very dangerous about my dad. There is a pattern of evidence that supports and confirms there is a God who controls everything. And I'm learning to believe like never before. He truly loves me. My dad was a broken person. He was threatening that he was going to kill the entire family. And from that point on, we were in hiding. I haven't touched that nerve for a long time. It was a supernatural event. So how do you explain that? You know, we've never really shared that with anyone. So this is why I've spent over 20 years of my life telling this story of the Exodus, because this is not just my story, but it's all our story on this journey to a place that we call the Promised Land. It's part of the journey home. Okay, so there we go. So this is a very uh, emotional, very personal story of yours. Uh, tell us uh, uh, more about your dad. How does he fit into this whole journey you've been taking? Right. Well, what's interesting is that my dad, uh, his name is Paul, Paul Mahoney, was probably one of the best dads in the neighborhood. But my dad had also suffered a lot of trauma in his childhood, which the movie will, will you know, talk about. His mother died, you know, uh, when he was there. He was, I mean, she was dying with him while watching his little sister. And then he, he went on, you know, he was abused. He had other things that happened to him. And he had this uh, I think it was even a spiritual stronghold in his life of rage uh, that would be that would come out at the most unusual times. So he could be the most wonderful guy, but then he could become dangerous. Uh, and it was actually in the making of this film that I learned from other relatives that that uh, our family wasn't the only family, uh, you know. And it got to a boiling point where. Uh, the film will tell you more about this, but this uh, this this uh, anger and this uh, rage that would come upon my father, and that's why we had to flee. And uh, so that was a that was a, something we never talked about. I was so embarrassed about about growing up in a, a single parent home and what had happened. Um, and, and you know, here I am uh, in my sixties, and now I'm finally talking about it. But the impact, if, and I'm sure there are people listening right now that know that, that, that their family has, um, they're, they're wounded. And there are people walking around with limps, uh, you know, emotional limps and wounds and everything from their past, from their fathers or from their parents or whatever. So this film is also about, well, how, how do we trust in God, our Heavenly Father, and we have such a bad potential example of, of, of disappointment with an earthly father. Mm. You know, it's not easy being a parent. Let's put it that way. Because, I mean, we all make mistakes, right? But there are some situations where, where uh, people were wounded and they really, they really mistreated their family. And, and so this is the story beyond the story about, well, this dark secret in my own family, in my own life, how I had to overcome that. And I have to tell you something, overcoming it 
uh, and dealing with it was sort of the beginning of me getting involved with making these films. I literally believe that the spiritual freedom that I got from um, from forgiveness and from sort of dealing with it, getting some help, was then how this started to happen with me working on the Patterns of Evidence films. Mm. So, how, so tell me, how did that how did that start? Because you mentioned that you wanted to quit. So why didn't you quit? What, what kept you moving? You know, as you spend time with the Lord, um, and I think it's very important to have a personal prayer time, and I wrestle with it all the time. I mean, because, I mean, in some ways, I'm praying to the Lord on ongoing daily, almost, you know, throughout the day. I mean, I'm kind of in this conversation with, with God. I'm not just, and we pray an awful lot. But I think what happened was was that I had a sense of direction. And and the hard part, in fact, even in this coming film that we're going to make, so we've got the journey, uh, Patterns of Notice, the journey home, is is the story about trusting the Heavenly Father when an, when an earthly father disappoints you. Mm. And so I, you know, how did we, you know, all these obstacles came about uh, overcoming them because I had... Dependence. I've had to put my dependence on the Heavenly Father, and I am the, in the process right now where I am involved in and got lots of risky things always going. You know, like financially or or, or all of these different stuff going on. And I think that what the Lord is showing me is that it's not going to get necessarily the the situation is going to change. What needs to change is me. Is that I need to trust the Lord uh, because. The thing that I'm seeing in this next film coming out in October, Journey to Mount Sinai, is the Israelites had seen God working in Egypt. You know, they saw all these plagues, and they saw all these different things happening. They saw the sea part, and then they started getting provision. But all through the way, they never really trusted God. Hmm. And am I any different? How many times have I seen God work in my own life and I'm worried about manna today. I'm actually worried about manna next week or next month. And this is the big convicting, you know, you make a film and you spend time over and over and over looking at it. And I'm starting to realize I'm not much different. You know, you can look judgmentally at the Israelites and you can say, oh, you know, why were they complaining and all that? Well, if you've ever been out in the wilderness, you realize if you're on foot and you walk a week into the wilderness and you have no water, well, you've got to carry all your supplies with you, basically. Then how are you going to get out with your children a week? Can you last? What if you're away? It says it took them almost two months to get where they're going. And isn't this interesting, Scott, that God oftentimes takes us into a wilderness to meet him? And what? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Keep Yes. I'm saying, you know, what are we going to drink? What are we going to eat? Yeah, indeed. And, uh, you know, you, you think of the Israelites and, and what they came up against. And, uh, you know, everyone, I'm sure, has a story like yours. They're, you know, parents, like you said, aren't perfect. So I think that's good to see folks to see that uh, you had a struggle as well, and yet you overcame it. I, I've, I'm thinking of a meme I saw the other day of saying, it said, faith is when uh, you trust God and you don't know what the next step is. And it's a person climbing up some stairs blindfolded and God's hand is out there for them to step on next when they didn't even realize there was no step there. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I, I can count the, uh, you know times in my own life as well when uh, God rescued us. And it seems to be, I don't know if you find this as well, but it's, it's when there's no way out. There's just, it's impossible and you're going down and you're convinced you're going down and you say, well, God, I need a miracle here, go ahead. Yeah, yes. And uh, the, I remember as a child, I, was, I think I was, uh, I was 10 years old when, when we fled uh, from my dad uh, the day. And I, I, I didn't know the total outcome at that time, but, but what I did know is that at that moment, our family was never going to be a family again. And that was tragic. That was tragic for a lot of people. You know, when that family breaks up, it's so sad. You know, no more family vacations like you used to have. So you've got to trust God. You have to trust God that it's going to work out. And the journey home, if you look at the movie poster, put the movie poster up, you'll see this house. 
Well, that's my grandmother's farm. And in, and during the time of this uh, difficult situation, I'm sorry, it's it, it's a it's a raw nerve. It's a raw nerve for me. And during this time of of uh, brokenness, I go down to my grandma's farm. And she loved God, and she had the Bible, <laughs> and she was amazing. And she uh, that farm was where my cousins were. You know, we'd come down, and we were, we were down there. Had no idea I'd get so broken up about this, but it was a powerful place to go. It was a safe place, and it was a godly place. And that is why I think the journey home is what God wants for us. He wants us to be—the Israelites were, were in a dangerous place, and he wanted to take them to a safe place, but, you know, to the promised land. But they had to trust him through the wilderness— and I think that that's what this, this why this film is being made is that God is going to help you through the wilderness. If you I can might ask, not have water, you might not have food, but He's going to provide it for you. If I can ask on others' behalf, if they're looking at your situation, go, you know what? That's my situation. That's my story. But I, I can't figure out how to replace my own father with my heavenly father. For those people's benefit, how did you do that? Well, one time I said, literally, and you see this in the movie, I said, I wish I had a dad. I mean, I was, I was in a situation where I, I didn't know who to talk to. And the Lord spoke to my heart and said, haven't I been more of a father to you than any earthly father? Hmm. And I said, yes. And he said, trust me. And I think that you have to take God at his word. And what I'm seeing, I'm seeing days in my life right now with making these films and different things where I say, okay, what are we going to do? What should I do next? How is this going to be solved? And I just, and I think what my encouragement would be to your audience would be to stop thinking about it and start talking to the Lord and start involving him in, and that's what my mother taught me. And that's what my grandmother taught me is that they had a daily dependency and conversation with the Lord. And he, they involved him in everything. Mm. And that's why it's important to testify to your children about what God has done in your own family. How God provided, you know, this answer to a, to a problem or how he solved this issue. Because that is your family's history. That is your family's legacy. We, we're reading the testimony of, of the tribes, the different families. Those were families that grew into tribes. And I got a tribe right now, my own tribe, and I need to testify to God's action and activity in our family in the recent history and not let them forget what God did, you know. In fact, throughout the scriptures, it says, do not forget what God did by bringing you up out of Egypt. It's like over 100 times throughout the scriptures. Well, guess what? God has delivered each of our families, and we not we need to. If you haven't done it, I would sit down and write, get a book, uh, a you know, a journal, write down the history of all the things that God has done in your family, and then share that with your family. You, you know, know, that's so important. I, I would encourage everyone to do that as well, uh, Tim. When I was coming from Canada to the U.S., I mean, I won't get into the details, but I wish I would have written down everything because there was almost a miracle every day. And I've forgotten some of those. So it's, it's, it's important to write them down as they happen. I would totally agree with you. Um, at this point in the show, we usually ask folks to uh, donate to the ministry to keep it going and such. And, uh, you, you know, our folks do that anyway. So I don't think I need to say that today. What I want to do today is encourage people, even if they've never been interested in archaeology or any of your other films before, this is something different that a whole wider audience can take advantage of and really appreciate. So uh, because it's coming up next week, I think people need to get their tickets now uh, if they are available. And, and if so, where, where should they get those tickets? If they just go to Patterns of Evidence, PatternsofEvidence.com, uh, they'll see a place to to be able to see the Journey Home uh, film. It's going to be digital uh, for the first you know month or so because uh, we're still working on all the other physical goods. But you can invite a group over and watch it as a group, you know, uh, and uh, and then afterwards talk about it. Uh, bring a box of Kleenex because this is a this is a film about God's redemption. 
Absolutely. And uh, it's uh, it's a powerful film. I think it was meant to be, and uh, it was it was hard for me to make a decision to be this open, you know, because who wants to talk about these things? Uh, but I think uh, that that this film will maybe help people uh, find forgiveness within their own family and to make those decisions like uh, like what happened to me i was sitting in my office one day and and i felt like god said why don't you pray for your father and i said because he's dead he's dead to me and i started praying for my father and and uh didn't even know how to pray for my dad and eventually i like within weeks i get a phone call after years and it was my father and then we re reconnected and uh, and uh, it ended up it ended well, you know. But it was like many years, probably almost fifty. I mean, not saying fifty, but forty to fifty years of of absence, you know. Mm. So anyway, I think there's a lot of people who've got pain, they've got anger, they've got unresolved things, and God, I think, in many cases, if you ask them, there's a way to find redemption. And sometimes those people are gone already. You just need to, that's, that's why the heavenly father is so important. So important for us to have that relationship. All right. So patterns of There you go. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. See you then. Thank you for your support of Shabbat Night Live and for Tim Mahoney's new film, The Journey Home. Hope you use those two minutes to get your tickets. And uh, Tim, we have more to talk about. So that's coming up next week. That's the, your personal story. Then we have this two-parter that's coming out in, uh, what, October and February. Tell us the premise behind Journey to Mount Sinai, parts one and two. The Journey to Mount Sinai uh, is a film that I thought was going to be done like a long time ago, like... That was the first film I was making, you know, uh, and it is really the route from the sea to the mountain. And uh, as we've done in other patterns of evidence films, uh, I was, um, well, I started out uh, really focused on Jebel Alas uh, as my target, because that was the one that was most inspiring and seemed to have all the connections, like a lot of people have learned. And what we've done and in our patterns films is that we look at the scriptures and we say, well, what are the... What are the, the patterns that you would look for for Mount Sinai? And what is the pattern that you look for for its, you know, for its, uh, its journey? And, uh, you know, where, 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 what are the things you need to find? Like Midian, where is the land of Midian? If Moses fled to the land of Midian, you know, was he in the land of Midian, which is in uh, north um, uh, west Saudi Arabia, up in, up in that corner there, and uh, Jethro and, all those different uh, elements that you'd be looking for. And so we then, uh, being challenged by uh, actually Egyptologist David Roll, he said, well, you know, you're just biased. You know, you, you're, you, you, you haven't really given it a fair chance. So what we do is we look at actually five mountains, and then we have a surprise mountain that we, we introduce, so it goes up to six. But we look at, uh, so technically six mountains we're going to in investigate. And we're going to investigate it against what we find in Scripture. And there's about five different steps that we're going to look at. And, uh, and that is what, uh, what this next uh, two films are about. And once again, I thought it was going to be one film, but like Red Sea Miracle 1 and 2, we had to just, it, there's just too much to talk about, too much to investigate, to be fair, to all the different ideas. And uh, these films are really timeless, because it's taken, we'll have, uh, you know, documentation from probably the last 30 years, you know, 30 or 40 years of people who've gone out there and then we'll look back at the history of everything. So the very first film is focused on, on what are the things we're supposed to look at for, and then we're going to look you know, a lot in the Sinai Peninsula, uh, and we're going to be focusing on also inscriptions similar to the Moses controversy, these proto-Sinaitic inscriptions, because people are suggesting that those inscriptions are connected to the Exodus. Mm, okay, well, let's take a look. Here's a trailer, brand new. Here it is for Journey to Mount Sinai. For the last 50 years, Exodus explorers have been searching for the true location of Mount Sinai. The Bible tells us that Moses and the Israelites were led there by a pillar of fire and cloud. I'm Timothy Mahoney, an investigative filmmaker. 
and I'm looking for a pattern of evidence matching one of the most important events recorded in the Bible. The mountainous location where God came down to meet Moses and the Israelites. Exodus explorers are now claiming they found physical evidence for this biblical event. But there is a controversy because this evidence is not where tradition places the mountain. How will we know which is the true location? It was recorded that after the Israelites crossed the sea, they camped numerous times on their way to Mount Sinai. Now, for the first time, Patterns of Evidence will investigate the journey of Moses and the Israelites. What route did they take and what evidence still remains today? Join me on this amazing and inspiring investigation Patterns of Evidence, Journey to Mount Sinai. Okay, so there we go. So, so you caught me off guard there a little bit before we saw this trailer. We're not talking about the traditional Mount Sinai, what we think it is. Uh, there's five mountains involved here. I mean, are they spread out throughout Saudi Arabia? Are they all in the same general area? No, these, these mountains are spread from the traditional Mount Sinai. There's, there's uh, two in the uh, Sinai Peninsula, and then we start moving up to, you know, into the Negev, and then we start looking in Saudi Arabia as well. So the Sinai so, Peninsula, so this is, where we're, this is the Constantine's mother's, uh, yeah. Helena's Mount Sinai down in, yeah. in uh, Egypt. Yeah, okay. yeah uh, in, in that little finger there called the Sinai Peninsula. But yes, we're going to be looking in that area, and we're looking at everything from, well, how many people could uh, were there in the Exodus? Uh, as we know, the, the scriptures you know point out to that there would be literally, uh, if, if you've got as many men as we're talking about, then there probably would have been several million people. Uh, but other people saying, well, no, that's not true, uh, that the terms that were used uh, are not meaning that it's more like groups. And and so we're going to be looking at how many people could you fit around a particular mountain. So we basically uh, uh, will look at the at the geographical grid. They could fit around those mountains. We're going to look for water. We're going to look for artifacts. We're going to look for attributes. We're going to look for all those different things and compare each mountain with what the scriptures say, as well as uh, the definitions of backside of the mountain, that Moses went to the backside. You know, does that mean that he went to the west? Does it mean he went to the east? Does it mean, what does it mean when Moses went to the backside of the mountain with the sheep? And uh, we're going to have, you know, Egyptologist David Roll, and we've got uh, 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 Dr. Glenn Fritz, who's uh, written a lot on the geography of the Exodus, and we've got the Exodus Explorers coming in. We got a lot of different Exodus explorers that are going to make debuts on this and tell their testimony, uh, and uh, so it's a it's a uh, it's a big project, and uh, that's the reason why part one will be in October and part two will be coming up in February of uh, 2023, and so uh, it's it's uh, I think it will be encouraging, and I think the spiritual lesson that uh, we talked about a little bit. Uh, earlier, is if you think about the Israelites, they spent their time, and if you've ever been to Egypt in the Nile area there, uh, it's lush. It's like the bread basket of the, of the Middle East because it, it has all these growing seasons. You've got all the water you need. You've got, I think you can grow f like three, you know, three times you can grow crops a year. I'm not sure if that's accurate, but you, you've got a lot of ways to produce uh, food You've got fish, and all of a sudden, God is taking you out into the wilderness, and He's basically these Israelites are, be, are are taking their families and children out to a place where would be death for most people, because there's no water and there's no food, uh, and and He's saying, "I want to meet you." He's calling them to the mountain to meet with Him and to make a covenant, a covenant with these people. And this is very, very foreign. And we're going to be looking at the idolatry of the golden calf in connections with that in these films. And I'm also going to be looking at my own my own life and, and asking this question as well. Am I any different complaining after God has done great things? I've seen great miracles. Because I've, I've been kind of disappointed by the Israelites because they, they're like, hey, didn't you see the parting of the sea? I mean, 
this is a big deal, you know, and the water coming from different, you know, water, but they were constantly complaining. And then I think it's, you know, what, why should I care about this right now is that, is that, um, you know, history repeats itself. And we can be just like those complaining Israelites if we're not careful. So I think there's some spiritual lessons to learn from these films that we need to know now. That, you know, we need to trust this God and that he's going to be taking us to the promised land. And, you know, the sad part was that that generation uh, at the end of this whole thing, you know, we, we, uh, they didn't get to go on the promised land because of their attitude. <laughs> you know, they didn't believe. And I think this is a question for all of us today. Do we believe that God is a God who will provide manna uh, in a very dangerous situation? I think you—go ahead, sorry. Well, I think, you know, we're living in, in at times for many people that they're living and we're, we don't know what the future holds. We're going to have to really learn to trust God. And people are going to be watching us, Right. So I was going to ask that, too. It seems like these films are very, <laughs> I mean, you couldn't have timed this better, where it seems like the whole world, uh, as far as from our perspective in America, is, is going to uh, the bad place in a handbasket. And maybe we need to be brought to that wilderness to realize what we had was provided by God, but he can also provide in the dark times. Is that what you're seeing? Yeah, and I think that that's the reason why these two films are, at this moment, as a filmmaker, uh, as I look at it, is that um, we we all go through dark times, uh, and uh, and who do we turn to? Do we turn to alcohol? Do we turn you know, or what do we turn to? I should say, you know, alcohol or drugs or or other types of things to medicate. And what the Lord is saying is that you you need to turn to me. You know, I will be your shepherd, and and um, and provision. And there are times when it, you know it gets hard. And I'm just speaking practically here, is that, is that when I saw the legacy of faith that, I, that, that we're seeing that was passed down, because Joshua, what did he say? As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And what I'm learning is that, uh, you know, Joshua and Caleb, we're not to this part in the film yet, that's coming. But uh, Joshua and Caleb, I'm sure that during the time that they were in this wilderness time, they were faithful to God, but they had to suffer along with the rest of them in the wilderness. They were ready to go in the promised land. So my, my point is, is that is that we might be going through hard times in the future here, and we need to know what our foundation is. And that's why I think these films are important and why they're important to encourage you that there are patterns of evidence of God working in history from the past, and from the present, and he will be there in the future. Now, you mentioned there's a, a lot of footage from even up to 30 years ago. So are we talking uh, Leonard Moller's and maybe in some of these things? And uh, Yes, Leonard Moller, the Caldwells. Um, uh, we've got uh, actually Joe Richardson will be in this one, Bob Cornuke, uh, uh, you know, the, the, Ron Wyatt and, and others. You know, we've got, we're, what I'm trying to do is make a film that's a, a, not about one particular person, but about the entire sort of investigation. But when you make a film, uh, we've got, you know, hundreds of hours of material and we're, we can only, you know, make a film that's like two hours long. So we've got to basically, we're trying to uh, spotlight what happened, you know, and tell some of the story uh, and weave it. And, and you could make it many different ways. But this next film, um, Patterns of Evidence, Journey to Mount Sinai, coming out in October, will be the beginning of that. And then once again in February, we'll be having the next film that will come out, which will be the part two of the journey to Mount Sinai. So in addition to the folks like uh, Bob Carnuke and uh, Ron Wyatt and, and legends like this in, in this space, you also sp spoke of some uh, new folks. So tell us, who are these new folks and what are they finding? Well, I can't give you the whole film away and I might <laughs> miss, uh, miss, miss somebody, but uh, you know, we've got, uh, um, uh, well, that's a good question. The new folks, we got Deb Hearn. I don't know if you know who Deb Hearn is, uh, but uh, Deb is really looking at Har Karkum, and she's finding things at Har Karkum that to her are um, are uh, very, very connected to the Bible. And she's going to build a case uh, that the wildernesses that she's found, the wildernesses and how they were defined. And so we're going to hear her story. Bryant Wood, 
uh, archaeologist Bright Wood is going to tell us why he has found the mountain and where he places it. And it has to do with roads, uh, the roads that he has, uh, he has uh, identified. And Sir Colin Humphreys uh, from Cambridge, uh, who we had on uh, one of our films recently uh, in the, uh, I think, Red Sea Miracle series, uh, he's going to be talking about his volcano uh, in Saudi Arabia. And so those are those are some of the other uh, p- people who are going to be promoting their mountains. Uh, and then we've got Peter Vanderveen and Rabbi uh, Mikkel. Uh, and um, uh, he they're going to be talking about their surprise mountain as mm. well. Interesting. Okay. Now I know with your films, and I love the way you do this, you, you present all the evidence and you, you line it out for people and lead them through it. Uh, is this film very much like that where if, if someone is new to this whole concept of, of Mount Sinai and they just want to be led through it from a beginner's perspective, uh, would they get it by, by watching your film? Yeah, it's really important that you don't, uh, I call it inside baseball, make a film where you're, you're talking all this inside baseball stuff that so people can't come along. So you have to define it, you know, you have to make it so that it's entertaining, but that it's also defining so that people can come along. So if you know nothing about this, uh, we'll explain it, but we'll try to do it in a very informative, creative, cinematic way that you can go on this journey with us uh, and, and understand what's, ha- what's happening. Okay, now, I guess the most important question is, your films also challenge people to come up with their own conclusion. You're not necessarily going to tell them what the answer is. Is this along that same line? Yes, uh, once again, I, I like. I think that style is good. I think that the style of, of raising questions is uh, better than, than telling someone, because then it's just, oh, that's your opinion. But if I, uh, you know, uh, in the Bible, Jesus used questions a, a lot. Uh, and, and questions are a Jewish technique, which I think help you lift the, uh, the answer into your, into your life. And if you don't work for it, uh, and you just told something, you can, it's kind of like seed just falling on any kind of ground and it doesn't always germinate, uh, germinate. Uh, so I think that, uh, keeping people involved by allowing them to make that decision and hearing the pros and cons of it. So we're going to hear, um, you're going to hear debate. You're going to hear the Exodus Explorers saying why that doesn't work over there at traditional Mount Sinai. And, and the other people are going to say why this doesn't work over at Jebel Laws. And you're mm-hmm. going to have to decide, okay, who makes the best case here? All right. So the first movie now, again, is next week. People can go to PatternsOfEvidence.com, get their tickets there. And uh, Tim, if folks want to get involved in this next one, uh, how do they go about doing that? If they go to Patterns of Evidence uh, and sign up for Thinker Updates and just keep watching, and then hopefully we'll be connecting again uh, so that we can um, uh, keep you informed uh, with what's happening with the release. Uh, but if they go there and sign up for a Thinker Update, we'll be sending announcements. Uh, uh, so it's PatternsofEvidence.com, PatternsofEvidence.com. And once again, uh, we'll be sign up for a Thinker update and we'll give you updates as to when the films are releasing and how to get tickets. All right, excellent. Tim Mahoney, thank you very much for joining us. We wish you uh, the best of success with these next two movies. We pray that everyone goes to see them, especially the first one. I think that's going to be very touching. And of course, that will make folks want to go see the second one as well. So, <laughs> All right, so thank you again for joining us and uh, good luck next weekend. Thank you very much. God bless. All right.